right, everybody, welcome back to another week of Ghost in the Scene. I'm your host, Gio Chopatazzi. I'm back with my co-host, Rob Thomas. This is Certified Audio Sage. It's a ghost-friendly podcast for anybody that doesn't know. Rob, how are you? How have you been? Oh, wow. Um, you know, we have seen this week another, so, some greats added to, to the pantheon uh, of ghosts. You know, I just want to first acknowledge um, not the passing, but the joining of, of Sweet Prince DMX. Um, you know, your, your soul is in a new place now. And, you know, it is sad to, not to have you on our realm, but a beautiful thing for you to be in the realm of eternity. Mm. Um, so I think if we look at it that way, um, you know, it's, it's a gain, not a loss. And heaven just earned itself a new rough rider. And they need as much rough riders as they can. You know, there's, there's a lot of soft boys up there in heaven. And uh, competitive sports is something that happens in heaven. I think people forget about that. You know, competition is still a thing. And, you know, having people up there that are, are soft. And then when DMX comes up there, it, he's going to get all of the trophies, Olympic level performance you know, from him. And so all we have to say is that this is not the end of, of his story. And then in fact, you know, when we all eventually make our way to heaven, we will see banners of him winning tournaments, pool, you know, basketball, baseball. I mean, he will be like the Iron Man. In, in, in terms of being able to do multiple sports, not Robert Downey Jr. But yeah, so this is not the end of DMX's story. Definitely. I mean, think about the decathlon, but like double it, like a, whatever you'd call it, 20 sports all at once. And he, and as a spirit, he could do that. So when we mourn his, his loss in our mortal coil, um, it, it's only right because, you know, as, as a performer, this is a man that was literally in front of the entire world with his raspy voice. I mean, if you haven't heard a wizard before, think again. Think again because that is how wizards speak. That is evocation at its finest. I was listening to the radio yesterday. Um, this is the day after he passed. So this all happened very recently. And I was listening to his music on the radio. And there was so much barking, dog barking. And of course, this is the kind of thing that he was good at. As a magician, you're able to embody different animals, different spirits of animals, in kind of like a skinwalker kind of scenario. And so it was not dogs barking. It was him barking like a dog. That's spellcraft. That is magician work. So he will have a throne you know, in heaven. As a wizard, because most wizards, when they go to heaven, they're as, even more powerful. You gain more powers as a spirit. So shout out to the, to the Duke of, of the Doghouse, of the Rough Riders, DMX. And, of course, uh, Prince Philip died. That's a kind of a I, – I don't know. Some, some, some guy in, in England across the, the pond, as they say. Mm. But, I mean, well, he was already a skeleton from the pictures that I saw. Right. I mean, how can a skeleton pass away? That's an interesting thought. Honestly, when you think about skeletons 
I, I'm sure they have souls attached to you know the marrow and their bones and stuff. It's hard to get the entire soul cleaned out of out of a body. I think people don't talk about that enough. But his skeleton, it was almost like a dried kind of beef jerky. I don't think there was much soul left. I've seen him dance, so there was a little soul. I mean, I saw a little soul in there. But um, now that he's passed, apparently, you know, there's there's a, a vacuum, a void. His son might become the king or something or other. Or, I mean, lineage and royalty. Ghost in the scene, we don't really fuck with that. We're not into that. Because at the end of the day, it's ghosts and people and cryptids and aliens and royalty just does not factor much into that i think the only king we fuck with is king kong and that's because he's a giant ape who i mean he could he could uh you know crush us if he wanted to he's earned his spot on on the throne has has prince philip to our knowledge has he ever fought godzilla i i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't don't think think so so. yeah so I, I don't want to, you know, make fun of this man for, for never fighting Godzilla, but I'm, I'm sure he had the opportunity. He just never did. So um, rest in peace, I guess. Rest in pieces. I'm not sure where, where his skeleton lies now, but I'm, I'm sure he's up, uh, out there somewhere. And if he has a chance to, you know, kiss the ring of DMX, I'm sure he would because royalty respects royalty. Completely. So, yeah. and, and, you know, I, to me, this makes me think that this is prelude of what may come for our dear friend Skeleton Joe Biden. Mm. I mean, I've been hearing more and more reports of his rabid dog, Major, on a tear, ripping through people's arms and legs, security. He is, he is the White House security dog now. He told the Secret Service, take the day off. I got it handled, and I think there's a, an issue. You know, people don't realize that the White House animal, the dog, usually, they don't have background checks for these dogs. They don't have any kind of uh, check, any kind of federal check to make sure that this dog is on the up and up. I'm not saying that Major is a Russian spy. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying... I haven't done the background check. I, I know the Secret Service was not allowed to do the background check. And if Major is left alone in the White House with Skeleton Joe, let's be honest. What do dogs love more than anything? Bones. Dogs love to eat bones and chew on bones. So we could see this is, I mean, I'm not making a prediction. This is just what I'm seeing the writing on the wall. Major left alone in the White House with Skeleton Joe. He will kill him, and he will eat his bones. Find him in the Rose Garden. Yeah, buried in pieces. So, Major, we're looking out. We're, we're checking this, this, you know, this might be a paranormally charged dog because somebody might have given him some kind of, you know, possession to where he is now possessed to eat bones that are behind skin because he's been doing this multiple people. I think he's missed the president each time he was aiming for the president but somebody got in the way so we got to watch out for skeleton joe because i think you're right all of this this bone talk this guy's literally skeleton in you know 
a thin layer of, of skin. So let's look out for him. I think everybody knows we're, we're talking kind of political. So this is going to be a little bit of a political episode because Washington, D.C. is probably months away from being turned into a state, which is going to change the entire makeup of, of the country. We're talking about 51 stars and 51 stars, I mean, five and one, that's six. Just think about that, right? That's six. So Washington, D.C. right now is a hotbed of paranormal activity. And we have things happening that usually happen once every few years. It's happening once every like two days now. I mean, scandals upon scandals upon extortion plots upon, you know, uh, Cocaine, cheese, I think um, Hunter Biden was talking about snorting a bunch of Parmesan cheese. We don't talk about Parmesan cheese on this episode, uh, on this show. We usually don't uh, for moral reasons, I'd like to think. But the fact that Parmesan cheese is now, you know, something that children are saying, it, it makes you wonder where our, our world is going to, you know? No, and, you know, it's... What troubles me is like there's the pure cut stuff and then there's like the street level stuff and you don't know what they're mixing into it. I've you know, been you got really... the Parmigiano Reggiano, yes. which is the pure cheese, right? And I'm so glad we're finally talking about this because this is a real problem for the youth. But normal Parmesan cheese, like there's no regulations to it. You know, people could put whatever they want into it, including and... cocaine, apparently, if you're Hunter Biden. Yes, exactly. There's not a – like when you think about drug users, the one thing that you can say is that they're undiscerning, right? A drug user will, will see a drug and they're like, hmm, it tastes like this. Parmesan cheese has a very distinct taste. So he must have tried the Parmesan cheese and found there was some cocaine taste inside of it. That's the only way he would have done that. And yeah, like you were saying, I mean, Parmesan cheese is not only in one form. This is like a, a liquid, a solid, a gas, a magma. There's all kinds of differentiations, variations of Parmesan cheese. And, you know, the fact that D.C. is going to become the 51st state and is now, you know, we're now a sixth nation. Parmesan cheese is even more dangerous. I mean, this is, this is fentanyl levels of dangerous now. Because he found it in the carpet, right? He found it in on the floor. Literally, there's Parmesan cheese scattered on the floors of all American houses. Meaning that if the feds were to raid us, we'd be a we'd be you know a cocaine house. Every single house that has Parmesan cheese. But even worse, because it's it'll be cheese this time. And there's no getting out of it this time. At some point, I think the federal government will step in and, and ban, to put a federal ban on Parmesan cheese. But until then, I think we have to be careful. And I think Hunter Biden made it really, really clear that it is so much more accessible for us to get cocaine through Parmesan cheese that I think some of the big companies that are, are, are selling us these goods, I think they're on alert. And not just selling, like think about all the places, like think about whenever you get pizza, right? You get little dime bags 
uh, of of the flakes of the chili flakes and also little samples of parmesan cheese like you don't even have to buy it they are just giving you these free dime bag samples of cheese to get you hooked what other reason would they do that for you're blowing my mind right now rob you're blowing my mind 100 percent. this is not only you know a, an american issue right i mean this this comes from italy this is a, this is a pizza so we're talking about a european issue which is a, a, apparently now it's a world issue because parmesan cheese like you said is being distributed in mass at any local pizzeria place and they have their own you know way of identifying different strains of parmesan cheese different types different colors different you know potencies so when we talk about parmesan cheese we're not just talking about flavor and pizza we're talking about a global network of some kind of strange hidden drug cartel hidden in plain sight i mean in in front of our noses pun intended so yes hollywood is a buzz not hollywood i'm sorry washington dc is a buzz i mean what's the difference though ouch yeah burn burn on hollywood burn on dc 100 basically this is um, there's a pipeline from hollywood to dc i think we've proved that already we're gonna do it again today we're gonna do it again because all you know people say that we have um issues with proving things that you know that we don't have evidence quote unquote um i mean if you listen to us you would obviously know that's totally false but also this time we have some more evidence we're going to give you more because some people don't believe us we're just going to keep on giving you more evidence until it's irrefutable so everybody knows that recently we've gone through four years of what i would say is a very turbulent uh, political atmosphere right if we were on a plane it'd be shaking the whole time and it's because of the the man at the top who was once uh donald trump alec baldwin stephen baldwin haley baldwin donald bush i mean we're talking about a cast of crew of people that spanned from you know a young young married woman to her uncle to her father to a man from another dimension. And so the ex-president, Donald Trump, had a vice grip on the culture, right? Everyone was following everything he said. And these actors, they were able to use that to their benefit. That hasn't changed. As much as we want to say that we defeated Trump and Donald Bush, and we did. We resoundedly beat him. We didn't kill him he's not dead and even if we did he would become a spirit and then might therefore get more powers so we couldn't kill him we had to let him go and in the process in his wake there has been other characters that have sprouted up out of the darkness and started using his style right kind of copying some of his his best tricks and one of them his most, you know, uh, truthfully, his most, I'd say, loyal disciple, Matt Gates, is now in some hot water. And 
a lot of people on the news, they've been talking about how, you know, it's a scandal, it's so big, his career is over. And I just want to warn everybody that when the media says stuff like that, kind of make sure that your ears are perking up. Make sure that you're paying extra attention because it's almost like they are contributing to his embarrassment. Everybody on the news, when they start talking about how deeply entangled he is, how he's on his way to the the big house, all of this is embarrassing for him. And what have we talked about every time in, in the political sphere when you get embarrassed? You get a ticket, not from the cops, from the reverse underground railroad. There she goes. Mm. That horn is so scary because it can blow anytime. And it's blowing now for Matt Gates. So let's get into his story a little bit. <clears throat> you guys know the details, right? This guy apparently was involved in paid sex orgies with possible minors traveling across state lines. I mean, none of this is good. Apparently he did you know, ecstasy with a bunch of people and him and his friend, the tax collector, had all of these, you know, kind of sugar daddy scenarios in their heads. And he apparently has like a 20 something year old adopted son. And he's only like 30 something. It's he, he's a very strange figure. And of course, this was I wouldn't say the right hand man of of the ex president. But he was close. He was one of the suck ups. He was kissing the ring. He had a brown nose. Uh, I'll just say that. And when I say brown nose, he had his nose up Donald Trump's butt. That's what it literally means. So Matt Gates, this guy is not singularly special. He has a family. And his dad was a politician too. And in fact, his dad, his name is Don Gates. Don Gates, Donald Trump, Don Trump. Think about it. I mean, if they're not the same, it's obviously some some daddy issue related thing going on here. Mm. You know, this this guy is trying to please please his father once again, and he does it by emulating the political leader of his party. And here's the thing. <clears throat> as much as I want to blame Matt Gates for taking the bait and acting more like Trump, I also kind of want to show that most of the party did the exact same thing. That this is not singularly a Matt Gates issue, although I think doing the uh, ecstasy and the orgies and all of that, that might be his his thing. Right, that might be his personal thing, but acting like Trump, being a, a Trump sycophant, was not his only thing. There's Jim Jordan, there's Devin Nunes, there's all kinds of other people that we could single out at some point, and we'll get to them. But right now, Matt Gates is the only person that we know as of recently that has been trying. And I mean, when I say trying, I mean he is literally on TV making an ass out of himself. And that all points to the reverse Underground Railroad. 
embarrassment is the ticket. I mean, we've talked about this with Kanye. You talk about this even with, with Donald Trump, Donald Bush. But now Matt Gates has thrown his hat in the ring, and he is truly trying to embarrass himself on a national level. You know, he goes on, on the news the day after or the day that the story breaks, and he totally, you know, singles out his dad, saying that his dad is a part of a sting operation, you know, put together by the FBI, totally ruining the sting operation, right? He just whiffed it. His dad might have to go into protective custody after all of this. And everyone's like, why the hell would Matt Gates say that? I mean, we know. Ghost in the Scene knows exactly why. Because he doesn't want the investigation to go well. He wants to be embarrassed. Because that's the only way you get to become the king, the king of America. And I think he's miscalculating a little bit, right? I think uh, it's a little bit too much of an embarrassment. And it's too far. And when that happens, the train stops for nobody. And if you're, you know, standing in front of the train asking them for a ticket, it'll just mow you down. And I think we're watching, we're witnessing a, a live version of like a Looney Tunes cartoon where, you know, Wile E. Coyote is trying to stop a train and just gets flattened into a pancake. And that's Matt Gates right now. I mean, I, it's too soon to really know right now, I believe. You know, as, as we all know with trains, they, especially here in America, they, they take a lot longer to get places. You, you get stuck. You don't move for a while. So the ultimate destination of this train, I think, is to be determined. Uh, but, I mean, it's obvious, like, this is, this is the long game he's, he's going for. And whether the train's actually going to take him there or if he's just going to get flattened like a bug, that's uh, like, to be determined. But what we're telling you right now is to keep your eyes open. Stay in the scene. Notice what he is attempting to do. Because obviously his intent is to get on that train, you know, and, you know, possibly by 2024, everyone, you know, mm -hmm. that's not that far away from now. He'll be riding that train to Washington, D.C., taking us backwards, taking all of us back. And that's the issue that we have with a man as young as Matt Gates. I mean, like we said, his father was a politician, so he knows how to man manipulate people into doing what he wants. That's what politicians do, okay? So he had all of these lessons from his father, has all these daddy issues. And then meets, you know, his spiritual father in the former president, copies him because he loves him so much. And then now he's copying even, you know, his sexual predilections and to the point where he is acting exactly like Trump would have in, you know, the 70s and 80s. And for all we know, this is probably exactly what Trump did. He, I mean, he's following the playbook, I think, too close. And... What he's forgetting is that, you know, this is a man that is lost. You know, Donald Bush is no longer the president. And Matt Gates is using an old formula. And it's like when you go back to mathematics, which is something that Ghost in the Scene does often, we talk about formulas. And let's just be clear that 
formulas can go bad. They can be old. They can become outdated. And like, for instance, Einstein, right? Ghost and Scene here has pretty much disproved almost everything Einstein has said. And scientifically, we've done it. And people still try to use Einstein to explain the universe, when in reality, they should be looking at Ghost in the Scene to explain the universe. But when they do, they come up with these conclusions that just don't really match reality. And Matt Gates has now tried to copy the formula exactly. It's like when you're in school and there was somebody smart next to you, you didn't study, and you asked them, hey, can I copy? And they said, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. You copy them, and then, of course, the teacher sees, right? Uh-oh, you copied the person's name on, on, on your test, and so they just sign in you know, two versions of the same test. You get in trouble. Matt Gates legally is trying to change his name to Donald Trump. So I think he's just too close to the formula, and he's sticking to it too closely. It's just not going to work because it didn't work before. He's looking to a very specific time of when it when it did work, and he thinks mm -hmm. that he can replicate that era. And I say, you know, there is a certain element of the reverse underground railroad that operates that way. You know, the the entire idea is that they want to take us back to a time. I mean, you know, really of slavery. Yeah, uh, not exactly. since words about it. No, exactly. I mean, and, you know, during that time, that system worked for certain people. 100%. And that's why it's so contentious. And that's why people are trying to bring us back to that. As awful as it is, it was really good for a very specific amount of people. And let's be clear, Matt Gates is that kind of person. Donald was that kind of person. And even when we had, I mean, if you think about... <clears throat> Our ex, you know, uh, subject, Kanye West, and this was a man that went on TMZ and joked that slavery was a choice. So even he had to trick himself in his brain. You know, he had to literally go back and be like, "I, I don't think slavery is bad. Slavery is a choice." In order to get on the reverse underground railroad, so that just proves your point that. You know, all of these people that are trying to vie for, for the, the seat on the train, they want to take it back to a, a point, an era where they were at their most powerful and where other people were at their weakest and their most vulnerable. And I think we have to stop him. I think we're, we're going to stop him, us calling him out. People don't talk about the reverse on railroad on the mainstream media because it's, it's too real. It's too triggering for a lot of people. People get scared. You know, they burn their TVs, they burn their houses down when they hear about this kind of stuff. We trust our listeners. We trust our listeners to hold Matt Gates accountable and realize that this is a man of a dynasty. And we've talked about dynasties. We've talked about the legacy of, you know, having one father imbue his entire power to his son and that son imbue all of his power into their children and that legacy of power. And depending on what kind of power they give, I mean, it could change the, the makeup of his son. Matt Gates could have been a happy-go-lucky kid, right? But he happened to have a father in Don Gates, and that's what I'm saying. You know, It's Matt, generational. It's generational. Right? He, he is a product of his idols, who he, who he decided to follow. 
And when you see that he's following, you know, Donald Trump off of a ledge, you have to, people assume, oh, it's just a crash and burn scenario. This is like Thelma and Louise. People don't realize they had a jet car. Thelma and Louise, they got away at the end of the movie. They flicked the switch and boom, they're off into space. So as much as we want to think that Matt Gates is on a crash course towards, you know, being forgotten, he's making a very, very sneaky play to get on this, this train and reverse time and become the leader of America, the 51st, you know, it's a, we're a six nation now. So Matt Gates, it's it happening for him. We have to also look at local places, right? Reverse Underground Railroad, that's a Washington, that's a D.C. thing, but it's accessible all over the world. Accessible in America, in California, in Japan. I mean, we're talking about places like in Disneyland, right? Florida. Matt Gates is from Florida. California. We have a very specific Reverse Underground Railroad thing happening here, too. In, in terms of Caitlyn Jenner. Now, the embarrassing thing that happened to Caitlyn Jenner was that she murdered somebody. She murdered somebody with her car. And this is something that when, when this happens, like a Matthew Broderick, um, it stains them, right? Because they have taken a soul, they've taken a life. And it's just one of those things that like, you think of that person and immediately you think murderer. You think they killed somebody. Like OJ. OJ's never going to work again as, as, as a professional actor because he's typecast as a murderer forever in, in, in everyone's mind. He is, he is simply a murderer. And Caitlyn Jenner, same. When I think of Caitlyn Jenner, I don't think of Kardashians. I don't think of you know the Vanity Fair article. I don't think of anything like that. I think murderer. I mean, but this is an interesting point, though, Joe, because not everyone shares that viewpoint. You know, this is some spell work going on mm. that we're seeing slightly different realities. You know, a lot of people see Matthew Project and they still think Ferris Bueller. But, you know, we saw the kind of antics he got into that day, joyriding in a car. This is a reckless human being. And it, unfortunately, for the poor soul that he ran over, it has really real world consequences. Mm. So, you know, it sometimes all it takes is a PR team, right? And a PR team always includes, you know, uh, a person linked to the paranormal. That's so true. You know, I think I think the terms like witches and wizards are too. I think those terms are too wrapped up into specific things in most people's minds. But these PR. are spellcasters, right? PR stands for paranormal researcher paranormal research team pr team i mean public relations that's one thing the pr is is actually paranormal research well said and yeah i mean okay we know matthew broderick has not tried to run for office right we know that we're, I'm, we're trying to make the connection that sometimes when you murder somebody you become associated to be a murderer Caitlyn Jenner used that accident, quote unquote accident, right? And is now parlaying that into becoming the governor of California. So what we're saying is 
little embarrassing things also add up to getting into public office. So, I mean, I'll say this. If I ever murder somebody, I'd be pretty embarrassed. I, I think I would blush. I think I'd, I'd feel a little self-conscious about my actions afterwards. So Caitlin, of course, after murdering somebody, decides she wants to go into public office. And she is now in the race, possibly, I think, I think, because they're planning on recalling the current governor. And she wants to be in this special election and have her chance to rule California. Yeah, and you know, this is a very interesting dynamic because this isn't a standard election. This is a recall election, which, you know, to have this happen to the current governor, Gavin Newsom, that's pretty embarrassing for him. Oh, oh. So, I mean, but, which is why I think we're hearing that it's going to take like something even more embarrassing. Like they're going to try to out embarrass each other. So the fact that, you know, we're currently hearing about Caitlyn Jenner as the front runner, um, you know, it takes, you know, murdering someone to try to overpower the embarrassment of being recalled. Right. And eating in a French restaurant. Right. I mean, think about it. That's why the last time we had a recall in California, if you're not, as savage politics, we got the uh, the governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But think about this. He was in a movie called Total Recall. Oh my God. So he was preparing, he, he was preparing for that moment. Yes. My knowledge, Caitlin has not been in a movie called Total Recall, but you know, murdering someone is pretty intense too. So these are these are some very interesting dynamics going on. And the thing about it is that, you know, Gavin might be embarrassing himself to get into a higher office, right? This might be a long game for Gavin, you know, and we, we won't know until, you know, 10 years in the future. We can predict that there, there's possibly a chance that that guy with a raspy voice, our, our current governor, will one day try to make it to the White House. Uh, until then, we won't know. But you know, Caitlyn Jenner, as, as a celebrity, is following a tradition, right? Except this is a tradition of, you know, the celebrity who is so tired of, of the influence that they have that they want to influence the entire world. You know, the governor, Schwarzenegger, he did it in a way where, I mean, he's still making movies after the fact. You know, he kind of, you know, spent his time, he did his time, and then once it was over, he was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm back to being a celebrity again. Other times, and I, and I think the fact that he wasn't an American and wasn't allowed to try to you know, run for the presidency is the only thing that stopped him. Caitlin doesn't have that issue. She's American through and through. She's an Olympian. Olympian you know. So, I mean, gold medalist over here has, has the shot. She, I mean, literally, she can take the shot. You know, shock put all, all across from California to D.C. And that's how, how strong her arm was. So, yes, this is something where we will be following. It's not like the governor because she is American and she was American by birth. She can try to become the president. And so as much as this is a long game for Gavin, this is an even longer game for, for Jenner. So – I'm excited to see where this goes, but also, 
this is something that as a political thing, it's so obfuscated. Everything is so, you know, backroom deals and everything's dark. Jenner and Gavin, Caitlin and Gavin, they sh- probably are friends. They're probably very close friends. I'd even say most people, Matt Gates is probably really close with a lot of a lot of people. And I mean, Ga- Gavin Newsom was married to Donald Trump Jr.'s current girlfriend, Guilfoyle. Yes, yes. Guilfoyle. The best is yet to come. Guilfoyle. Powerful speech that she made at CPAC. And I mean, if, if you didn't know, that was a spell that she said right there. So spellcraft, this is something that is happening at every level of our, of our government, both statewide and nationwide. And I mean, we have other people that are trying their hardest, right? I mean, we talked about the governor. We haven't talked about his rival and what he's trying to do. This is a rival from the 80s that literally almost led to like a murder-suicide. I think Stallone was, and I, I gave it away. We're talking about Sylvester Stallone. Stallone was, you know, a minute away from grabbing a shotgun and driving over to Schwarzenegger's house to end it all. Murder suicides. Terrible stuff. I mean, and when we think about the 80s, we usually you hear about the Cold War, right? And the superpowers of that day. Mm. Um, and people miss, you know, understandably, they think that it was about the United States and the soviet union where did they get that from i i I don't understand where that misinformation came from Uh, obviously it's hollywood obviously but think about it it's the players that are actually in play misleading us you know the only reason why we think that rivalry existed is because of rocky three yes where rocky famously has to fight uh, a boxer from the Soviet Union and and basically plays out the Cold War in the boxing ring with Gorbachev standing up and giving him an applause, thunderous applause. So, you know, this is the kind of thing that we're talking about in this show, how, how movies influence mm-hmm. politics. The real Cold War was between Arnold Schwarzenegger and Stallone. If if Stallone drove over that night with the shotgun, that that was World War Three. That would that have was the off. real Cuban Missile Crisis. Exactly, that would have kicked off the entire, you know, Armageddon scenario that he had alluded to. Schwarzenegger alluded to in his Terminator Two Judgment Day movie. So this is the kind of thing where if if we are you know one decision that's different in our reality, we're living in a hellscape. We're living you know, the sun no longer shines on the earth anymore. This is the kind of stuff where, you know, if you don't understand, you know, the butterfly effect, the movie with Ashton Kutcher, you won't get this episode. You won't understand what we're saying because everything is connected. Literally, if you tie your shoes in a different way today, you could have been the one that killed Prince, Al- you know, Prince Albert. You could have been it. That could have been the noose that hung around his neck if you do bunny ears on your shoes. So we're talking about Stallone, the rivalry between Stallone and Schwarzenegger is just, I mean, it's incalculable, right? The hatred they had for each other is enormous. And yet we have one person that was allowed and able to become the governor 
hold office, Stallone, being an American-born guy, never has ran for office. He's never even attempted to. And in fact, <clears throat> there's criticisms that he's not really a good leader, right? That he's, he's a director. He can direct films because he knows how to speak with ghosts. But at the end of the day, he can't sign a bill into law. There's tons of stuff that he just has no experience in. And we think, and not only we think, but we actually have proof now that he is making the move. He has finally decided it is time for Stallone to become more than just an actor. He wants to become a public figure. He wants to become the head of the country. And I think we're seeing it happening in real time. We have uh, new reports coming out that he is selling his $110 million home in California in order to move to Florida. And not just Florida, right? I mean, he's moving to like Mar-a-Lago. To the spot. I mean, he's basically becoming roommates with quote-unquote Donald Trump. And I, and I think at this point we can say quote-unquote roommates because we mm. all know last that we spoke of this so-called Donald Trump character is that there is a void. No one is playing this character of Donald Trump right now. Donald Bush slunk back to their own dimension. Mm-hmm. Licking their wounds the whole way. They're done. So this is a husk. This is an empty shell waiting to be, you know, taken up, to be personified. And wow. I mean, everything that we said, it's history. You know, you know, the you know, past is prelude, as they say. Mm. And what we are getting a image of, you know, it's obvious. You know, we just said it. Stallone is moving in to Mar-a-Lago. Basically, St Stallone is moving in to Donald Trump's body. I think he's going to have a run at 2024, but this character that you see, look out. There's, he's going to do a lot of fist pumping in the air. Mm. He's going to be running up steps. He's going to be drinking raw eggs, right? And th think about it. if you're if If you're the powers that be that want this character, Donald Trump, back, who do you want more to have this sort of comeback victory after being defeated, then Sly Stallone, famously yes. defeated in Rocky 1, only to come back in Rocky 2 to beat it all. And I said Rocky 3 before for the Soviet Union. That was Rocky 4. Yes. I, I, I was going to say something, but also, you know, Mr. T, he's probably Soviet as well. Let's, let's, be, let's be honest here. He's probably a Russian spy. They don't mention it in the movie, the theatrical cut, but there is a, a director's cut where Gorbachev is actually the coach for Mr. T. So you're not wrong, but uh, yes, it, it is Rocky IV. And of course, the mansion that I think that they filmed Rocky IV in is the one that's being sold, right? I, it, it could be. I mean, the confusing part is apparently in Beverly Hills, he modeled this home, custom built, ground up, to be the exact replica of the Rocky franchise. All right, I mean, so everything you see in that film is a, basically the blueprint to Sly's house there. It's one the of those robot things. Robot and all. Exactly. It's one of those things that happens with a lot of people that, you know, become famous for a certain character. You know, they embody that character for, for a very long time. And he's had success in being John Rambo, in being Rocky, and 
I think that's all audition, right? I mean, he has played these characters faithfully for 40 years. What's one more character, right? I mean, he's able to embody two different, I mean, John Rambo and Rocky, I think his name is Johnny Rocky or something like that. What, what's Rocky's actual name? Oh, Balboa, right? Mm-hmm. Rocky Balboa, they're totally different people. And yet he's able to embody both of them in the same, you know, in the same year, he's making multiple movies, right? He's Rocky in, in one month and he's you know, uh, John Rambo in the other month. Of course he could be Trump. I mean, this guy is a chameleon. And he already has the stature, he has the status, he has the money, and he has the rivalry. Now, we need to realize that rivalry, right, competition, that's what drives everybody, right? And that's why I think that, you know, guys like Matt Gates, you know, his, his competition, the competitive edge that he has with embarrassment is pretty big right now, right? I mean, there are other guys out there that want to be as embarrassed as he is right now. And we'll see some some stuff come out in the next couple weeks where, you know, Rudy Giuliani is going to have some kind of big blow up again because he wants to be, you know, the next king too. So Stallone, he is well-versed in playing a role in developing, you know, a persona. This persona has already been developed. It, it's already created. All he has to do is just step into the shoes. And so he has moved to Mar-a-Lago. He's selling his $110 million home. He's giving up Rocky in order to, you know, become the next president. So we got to look out for that. I don't know if that's good or bad. He could be a good president. I'm not going to say he's not going to be a good president. Right? I, don't, I mean, this is all under the shell of Donald Trump, though. And I think as we were mentioning before with the Matt Gates thing, this is not, you know, like a one-person thing. You know, they, they will be playing King of America, but there's a lot of people behind the scenes pulling the strings. So, you know, Rock, in this case, Rocky, a.k.a. Sly, will be a cog, like every other actor who has played this Donald Trump character, mm. you know? Exactly. Like, even with the Baldwins, you know, obviously they, they basically cut their own taxes down to, to zero. Actually, the federal government pays the Baldwins money right every year they passed that 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 was their goal um but aside from that there's so much else that was going on but they allowed it to happen because they didn't care they just wanted to to get that sweet sweet stimmy money there's one more thing i i saw they actually uh passed a law that uh, changes it to instead of bald eagles it's baldwin eagles now so that's that's the only you know other thing that they they were able to get through which is important for the family, but really, I mean, it doesn't really change the fact that, you know, e- eagles are eagles. It doesn't matter if it's a Baldwin eagle or a bald eagle. And so when we talk about Sly and him getting his agenda through, I mean, it could be about, you know, physical fitness. He could make, you know, the entire America a boxing gym. There are things that he could he could start doing that, you know, we – don't know if it's good or bad, but like you said, this is all a part of a larger machine. And, you know, that machine is Hollywood adjacent. He knows how to work with Hollywood, but he knows that he is just a part of Hollywood. He is not the king of Hollywood. I don't think there is, there is a singular king on the West Coast. But 
this guy, Sly Stallone, he's no slouch. He knows how to work with the system. So, you know, we could be seeing, you know, instead of uh, going to court, you're going to the ring and you're fighting the prosecutor. You're fighting the defendant. You're fighting the judge. You know, you got the bailiff in, in, in a headlock. That's, this is the kind of world we could be looking at with a sly Donald Trump, you know, combo presidency. So we're looking at uh, a future in flux. You know, we don't know who, what 2024 is going to bring. All we know is that, you know, we have some new contenders. Caitlyn Jenner trying to become, you know, the president of California. We have Sly Stallone moving to Florida, Matt Gates embarrassing himself, maybe making it out alive. We don't know yet. But all we know is that as much as we wanted Trump to be over, as much as we thought we had won, I think we can't kill the idea. You know, you can't kill the idea of Trump, the corruption. You can't kill a lie. You can only prove that it's false, but people need to believe you that it's false. And I think right now we're, we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. All we can do is tell the truth. All we can do is single out what we know. And what we know is that things are just getting started, baby. This is round one. The, the bell is ringing. You know, this is going to be a big heavyweight match. Uh, what I wanted, am looking for in the future too is, you know, Arnold, like we said, Arnold Schwarzenegger cannot run for president. He can't counter Sly in this arena. So, mm. you know, what happens then where you have our biggest, you know, we were talking about King Kong versus Godzilla. That's basically an allegory for Sly Sloan and Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, yes, if we don't have our Titan in the ring, you know, who's going to check the other Titan? Um, mm. You know, and not to say that it's, it's hopeless, that anything, you know, that that we're doomed. Um, I think it goes in the scene, you know, if we are in the scene, we, we know and we can organize together. You know, we can take on these, these, these monsters. And we have. I mean, you know, our body count is way up as it's well. It's pretty big. So. A lot of blood on all, the hands. All, all, all to to get prepared and to know this now because I don't know if Arnold could save us this time. And hopefully, you know, there's a little bit of Arnold in all of us. I think there is a little Arnie in you and me, but we won't know until, you know, the day comes when the new King is King or queen is announced is, you know, um, paraded through the streets. But uh, until then, You'll keep with us, follow what what we say because we're not trying to hurt anybody. We're trying to give you the best you know advice you know evidence that we can. And I would say that this is the beginning, like you said, round one, ding ding, you know, get ready for a knockout brawl between you know fifty one states, guys. I mean, I, I can't even get over that idea. you know, that six nation. Once it changes, we're in the age of Aquarius. Things are going a million miles an hour. All kinds of streaming platforms opening, closing, Quibi. I mean, we're living at, at, at a million miles an hour, and we're already going 10,000 on the earth. So a million plus 10,000, it's almost incalculable. 
So I just want everybody to stay in the scene with us. Keep your eyes on the screen. You know, there, there is clues every day if you just pay attention. And it's usually not going to be at the top of the headlines. Like we said, these the media is, is really not telling the real story. Mm. They're telling things for their interests. They're telling things to sell, you know, more Parmesan cheese, right? Mm. And, but you, you and I, you all and us, know that there's truth out there and they can't keep it hidden forever so we just keep digging keep keep going down further and we're gonna we're gonna come out of this you know it's i and i am encouraged even though that hollywood gets a lot of our paranormal activity and world incorrect the fact that we're seeing it more and more every day means that they can't keep the truth from coming out we will make sure we'll do everything we can in our power to release the truth. And, you know, it's going to happen. We're going to do it. We can do it. We have the strength. We have the numbers. We just need, you know, your faith. We need you to believe in us because that gives us more power and straight up. So I want to thank everybody for listening. You know, you know, take care, be aware because there are so many things happening that, you know, if you close your eyes for a second, you might get run over by a Caitlyn Jenner. You might get run over by a Matthew Broderick. Get blindsided again. So, yeah, take care, guys. We love you. We'll see you guys next week.